We are recording. We are recording. <laughs> We're going to do our vocal duet now, as we've always been planning to do for years. Years. <laughs> you just mm. missed this great Dwayne The Rock Johnson joke. <laughs> Does that sound good to you? It looks a little bit like it's clipping on here. Um, I think I think it's because you're kind of sitting too close to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like you don't want these things to like hit the top edges. Yeah, sure. Because then it'll cause clipping and it'll sound bad in the final master. Ooh, okay. I don't know shit about sound. I actually do because I took a class on this last year. Wow. I don't know nothing about no recording sound. I had to record <laughs> my voice um, for this class last year, and I yeah. read an excerpt from the Bride of May trilogy, which is my favorite book series of all time. I do know that. Yes, and. I just finished, like, two days ago, reading aloud to Bridget the fourth book in the series, a.k.a. the prequel, a.k.a. the best book ever. Okay. At some point, I'm just going to do a reading of the entire novelization of Space Jam. I do not know when this will be or where it will be and why it will be, but it will happen. I would really love to reread Good Omens. That was our book Mm. aloud last semester, and it's just so fun. It's Hmm. so fun. Yeah. Have you ever read it? Uh, I feel... No, I haven't. (laughs) Not the whole thing, though. I, I think you've asked this to me every single time we meet up together. <laughs> Probably, because it's one of my absolute faves. Yeah. After Bartimaeus, which is my actual fave. Okay. I actually have all of the PDFs of the Bartimaeus trilogy somewhere. I think they're on my external. Hmm. What is it about again? It's about... Well, the main trilogy is about this small child... <laughs> And by small child, I mean, like, 14-year-old boy. Sure. Actually, he changes in age. But, like, in the first book, he's, like, 12. What are you, like, 12? But, (laughs) um, and his name is Nathaniel, but, yes, that is his real name. Um. (laughs) His alias. No, he has an alias. His alias is John. I got confused (laughs) for a second. Okay. Um. His alias is John Mandrake, a.k.a. the stupidest name of all time. That's a pretty dumb name. But the thing is, they all kind of have dumb names. I'm not sure why. But, um, I mean, I know why, but I don't know why they're so dumb. Like, they could choose better (laughs) names. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. But, anyway, it's about this small young blueberry named Nathaniel. (laughs) Actually, the small young blueberry is Kageyama Tobio, but that's something else. But, anyway, the small young, fresh child... Fresh. <laughs> I'm gonna get my hat that says fresh. I don't wanna get up and get it though. I have a hat that says fresh I on it. I know that, that's amazing. Wait. Let me get it. We'll return to. <laughs> ah, mess with the game knob a little bit. I don't really know what this means. Oh my god, so fresh. Too bad this is just audio or else. Oh man. Fresh to death. Um, <laughs> anyway. Nathaniel is 12, and he lives in London in some sort of ambiguous time frame because, for some reason in this book, America is still a colony, but they have cars and planes and shit. Who knows what time period this is in? Uh, Um, (laughs) Ambiguous time! (laughs) (laughs) They're at, like, like the American Revolution and planes are together in one universe. Cool. Um, (laughs) Which is, like completely unexplained and just treated as completely normal in this sure, book, which yeah. is, like, kind of amazing, but, um, Truly anyway. a timeless sort of feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's no concept of time. No concept whatsoever. <laughs> um, but it's funny because they make references to all these, like, historical events, like, like, 
things that happened in like Egypt and like sure. like past civilizations, and they all that all makes sense. So somewhere <laughs> the time stream just got kind of fucked up. But um, this guy, this kid Nathaniel, he lives um, in the Underwood residence. Those are they're not his parents. They're his um, like wizard mentor. He's not a wizard. He's a magician. But I, I like wizard better. Really but and his sleep. wife. Um, Martha. So Arthur and Martha Underwood. And he is a magician apprentice. That's the word I was looking for. Mm. Um, and in this universe, what magician means is that you can like summon spirits from mm. a place called literally the other place. That's what it's called. Um, original. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Uh, the spirits are not very original when they named it. Um, <laughs> and you can like, basically like you summon them in like a pentacle, like, you know, five pointed stars and all that shit. Yeah. And, um, you get them, you like basically like enslave them and you're like, okay, like I'm going to use your magical powers to like do cool shit. So like, I'm like, you know, if you were like a magician in ancient Egypt, you would be like, okay, like you five are going to go build the pyramid. Go like do that. <laughs> um, and then, so basically, like, in this, like, weird future past London, um, the, all of, like, Parliament... Gays of future past. <laughs> Gays of future past. Um, anyway, so all of the, like, Parliament and all of, like, the higher government in, um, like, England is, they're all magicians. And mm. Nathaniel is, like, technically an orphan because his parents, like, gave him up so he could be a like magician's apprentice because like there is no backstory given on him whatsoever but like assumptions are that like his parents were like poor and they like paid them for this kid or whatever or Classic. something yeah or that he was like literally just like from an orphanage we don't know yeah but um at the start of the story he is 12 and 12 year olds in this society like it's like time it's like you have like a magician bar mitzvah and it's like time <laughs> to be a man um <laughs> <laughs> or woman, there are female magicians. Yes. But um and what happens when that happens is you go through this like book of like pre-written aliases and they're all dumb as hell and you pick one and you're like that's going to be my name. And then like if it's taken already you like can't take it obviously. But you do that because the way that you summon like the spirits or that like, you have to know the spirit's like real name. Mm -hmm. But if the spirit knows your real name, then it can, like, use magic against you even when you, like, enslaved it. So you have to, like, choose an alias name to use at all times. And then, like, once you're past the age of 12, like, nobody knows your, like, your, your, real, actual, your name. actual name. So yeah, his actual right. name is Nathaniel, but he chooses the name John Mandrake. I don't know why. Meh. Meh. <laughs> Meh. Um, and his, like, in his, like, weird sad child backstory, um, he's a little shit, basically. So he's, like... Same. <laughs> yeah, yo, I very agree, very relate. Um, but in his, like, backstory, um, Arthur, his um, mentor, so, like, he's, like, pretty low level, so, like, he's pretty, like, syncophantic, and, like, he invites, like, other magicians to his house sometimes and, like, tries to, like, throw fancy parties and, like, get them to like him. Um, and then one time, this, I, one I of the magicians, like yeah, <laughs> one of the magicians that comes to their house, his name is Simon Lovelace, which sounds like a stripper name, but Lovelace. it's real. It's real. <laughs> it sounds like a stripper name. Um, and, Simon um, Lovelace is here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the stripper cops from Mudge. Oh, somebody order the, somebody order a pizza. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Right. So, and 
Simon is like pretty high up, but like Arthur is like showing off little young Nathaniel here. Um, this was like you know like when he was like eight or nine or something because yeah. he's like very smart and he like learned all the the ancient languages that he was supposed to learn. I don't know what they are. Greek, I guess. I don't know. Latin, probably. Whatever. They're all the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> and and he like knows a bunch of shit about magic. Which is, like, good if you're going to be a magician, I, I guess. Yes. It makes it, I love that, that they're called magicians because it makes it sound like they're party magicians. Yeah, like, they have, like, the, the top hat, like, the, the, the wand. It's take like, a bunny out of a, they're going to, like, produce, like, huge bouquets of flowers from nowhere. Yeah, they're going to, like, pull, like, the cloth from their, from their that sleeves. That would be so funny if, like, what, like, if all of this, like, shit and power really just was, like, parlor tricks. Like, just, like, you know, like, coins behind the ears. Like, oh, you should be in government. (laughs) That would be really funny. But that's not what it is. But anyway, and, like, basically Simon is, like, being a little shit to him because he's, like, an adult. And, like, Nathaniel, like, says something shitty to him. I don't actually remember what it was, but he, like, mouths off to him. So Simon, like, uses his demons to, like, humiliate him and, like, kind of beats him up in front of everyone. And, like, his master does absolutely nothing about it. It's, like, kind of abusive. Mm. But... At that point, little nine-year-old Nathaniel swears to get revenge. And he's like, I'm going to get the best revenge that has ever been revenge. And what he ends up doing is he knows that Simon Lovelace stole an ancient um, amulet. I don't know how he knows that. Like, this is, I don't know. How did this 10-year-old find out? I don't know. But, um... (laughs) Obviously. Um, so what he does is he's like, okay, I'm going to summon my own spirit, like, without my master knowing, and I'm going to get him to steal it back. And, like, I, it's just, like, revenge, revenge. revenge. <laughs> I didn't think this plan through, revenge. So what he does is he ends up summoning this spirit called Bartimaeus, who is the best. The okay. best. Um, he's, like, not super powerful at all, but he's, like, very funny. Um hmm. And he... That's his power. That's his power. He's super (laughs) funny. Um, And in some sort of series of jinx of the highest order, he finds out that Nathaniel's name is Nathaniel. And what happens then is that Nathaniel's like, fuck, like, this was not supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, he knows my name. So that means, like, I can't, like, let him go out into the world because, like he's going to tell people what my real name is, and then, like, I'm never going to be able to be a good party magician. And, like... <laughs> I'll never make it to Vegas. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never get to the White Tigers now. Um, and then, like, through another series of shenanigans, oops, his master's house is set on fire, and he's dead. Oops. Um, I'm, like, just telling you the whole book, but this is really fun, so I'm going to keep going. Yeah, of course. And then Nathaniel takes... This is what you wanted to do, right? Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. And then Nathaniel takes to the streets. Um, <laughs> and he's with Bartimaeus still. And, like, the thing about these spirits, too, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, is that yeah. because they're, like, ethereal, ethereal, magical beings, they can, like, shapeshift. Same. Yeah, yo. <laughs> they can shapeshift, and they can be, like, whatever shape or form they want to be like animals people whatever gender they want a lot of them they choose like pronouns that they like but they can like be whatever shape they want to be so Bartimaeus is a is a he but like he is regularly takes the form of women and he doesn't seem that uncomfortable with it I don't know they're like Mm -hmm. technically genderless but they have preferred pronouns I don't know there aren't that many lady spirits that appear in the book there's one 
Her name is Queasel. There are a couple others, but they're not mentioned often. Um, but, yeah, so they take to the streets. And the streets. <laughs> Capitalized. I feel like no, nobody can see my nice hand gestures. <laughs> um, That's a flaw with this medium. <laughs> um, and he's like, all right, now I have to get double revenge. Because, like, my master's dead, and I didn't even like him that much. Mm. But more importantly, my master's wife is dead, who is basically my mom. And that's, that's important. Because, like, they killed my mom. Or, like, my fake mom. My fake, not real mom. Um, yeah. My old lady mom. Like a grandma mom. Me mom. Me mom. <laughs> meme. My meme. Me mom. <laughs> no, have you ever seen those? Like, on Zazzle? Like, some people call their grandmas, like, they're Mimi, but it's spelled beam. Oh. So there are all these things on Zazzle that are like, I have the best meme. Oh. <laughs> or, like, my meme loves me very much. I'm trying to imagine me, like, giving myself a gift to my grandmother with something like that. Like, Wait, just hold on. her not understanding it. Zazzle. She's, like, the kind of person who asks me if she needs internet for, for watching DVDs. Like, that kind of person, basically. Yeah. And she looks right across from me. Um, back home, and she always just bursts into my room, just asking all these inane <laughs> technical questions. Wait, your grandma does this? Yeah. That's like really embarrassing. Yeah, like, really. yeah I forgot to. I mean, I don't lock my door because my parents kind of raised me to like think that, that like that's a rude thing to do to kind of shut yourself off. You know, if you're not changing or something like that. Yeah, you know? but like your grandma. Yeah. I don't know. My mom does that all the time too. Where like I'll be like in there, and she'll just like come in. But she always manages to find the exact time that I'm, like, changing. Right. Or, like, just yeah. do not have clothes on. Yeah, just some, some inopportune time. and like Yeah. She always, like, knocking and then just instantly opening the door. That's what my dad <laughs> does. My dad does that. My mom just goes in. Like, she does not even have an attempt to have any privacy yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom. It's like the courtesy of <laughs> My dad does that. You fulfilled the courtesy of knocking. Now I have permission to enter. <laughs> it's like, I wish they did that thing in Star Trek was real. Like whenever you say the word enter, then the door opens and you can come in. <laughs> there will be one podcast episode of us just making this noise. <laughs> I oh, read man. a fic once where... Like, whenever yes, someone knocks on... I know, I did. Um, <laughs> a lot of times that happened. But where people, like, knock on Kirk's door, and he just, yeah. like, says a bunch of phrases with the word enter in it. Like, abandon hope, all ye who enter here. But because he said the word enter, it, like, opens, and we're just like, oh, lol, good Damn. one. Damn it, Jim. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Are you going to watch that new Star Trek movie coming out this summer? Yes. It looks like somebody wrote a fan fiction, and then didn't edit it and then made it into a movie and I'm excited about it. Yeah. Well, like, um, like, you know, the, the dude directing it did Fast and Furious 3, 4, 5, and 6. Um, Simon Pegg co-wrote it and, like, they were asking reviews, like, what do you think of the trailer? And they're both just like, <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's, that's not what the movie's like. <laughs> There's a lot more Star Trek stuff. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I think, I guess the studio just wanted to show, yeah, hey, everyone should go watch a Star Trek movie. Directed by Justin Lin of Fast and Furious, and then Kirk on a motorcycle and something. What the? <laughs> Simon Pegg was like, "Yeah, the motorcycle shot was." Oh no, the director rather was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm curious why they put the motorcycle shot in there." Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so um, and then oh, no. fucking Beastie Boys in the background. It's like, 
I love it. I just like, I loved it. I was just like, this is going to be so dumb and I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this movie, obviously. Um, especially since Simon Pegg's like, he co-wrote it, so that should be pretty good. <gasps> that sounds amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's why Simon Pegg, like, when he was being interviewed about the trailer, like, he, he had like, this, this sense to this look of dread on his face. Like, Ugh. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Wait, I didn't even finish my story. <laughs> Got distracted by talks of Trek. Yeah, no, we, we get up, we yell on tangents, which is kind of the fun thing about this, I yeah. think. I know. I'm trying to remember what even happens after they take to the streets. The streets. There's, like, more revenge. They, like, gate crash a party and then save the world. <laughs> that definitely happens. sounds amazing (laughs) it is it's good and then in the second book that's just the first book of the three in the second book nathaniel becomes a pasty 14 year old man baby yes and he has like long greasy hair and like dresses like a chode like (laughs) chode that's the best way i can describe it but like he becomes the like i oh god he's just so awful um (laughs) Like, he becomes, like, a weird neck beard, but without the beard, because he can't grow one. So instead, he just grows extra hair on his head. His hair's really long. And, like, Bartimaeus just spends the entirety of the second book just making fun of Nathaniel's outfit choices, which is, like, ideal. Also, Kitty is there, and she is the best. And she does some cool shit also. And then the third book... Nathaniel, alternately titled, Nathaniel Becomes Less of a Tool. So, that's the trilogy. It's my fave. So when are they rooting this into a film adaptation? We have been wanting them to do it for years. And they, like, apparently somebody wanted to once. And then it got canceled, like, really quick, like, after that happened. But... I want it to happen because this, like, this is a series that totally deserves to be super, super popular, and it's not, and I don't know why, because it's, like, written super well, it's really witty, like, the plot actually makes sense, like, there's a penis candle at one point, it's great, Um, (laughs) it's a candle. We don't have enough of those. Yeah, Um. there's, like cemeteries in Prague. Yeah, they take a they take a fun couples trip to Prague. Yeah. That's good. Good times. Bartimaeus reflects on lost Egyptian love. Mm. That's <laughs> He's like very angsty who's, about who's, it. Who's your fan casting for this? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, that kid that played like Ender in the terrible Ender's game movie would have been really good. Uh, but he's like too old now. <laughs> Yeah. Even though he is still really small. People, people grow. That's yeah. <laughs> so, like, he would have been really good for that, but he's, like, way too yeah. old now. Um, so I have no idea. Mm. Especially because they're totally going to whitewash this movie, too, and, like, the only person that's sure. really supposed to be white is Nathaniel. Okay. So well. um, that's going to be an interesting experience. Um, yeah, I feel like all these, you know, novel adaptations, you know, it's very... Very generic looking, you know, all the all the people, the, the just the visual aesthetic of these movies. Like my mom was watching um the Scorch Trials like on her computer while doing work. And what I was what is what the fuck is that? Uh, it's the second Maze Runner. Uh, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, it just and uh, oh man, The Giver, which I loved as a kid. I loved that book, and then it's still a good book. Um, the book yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I was just turned off from the promotion of the movie, so I never bothered to watch it. I never it, watched it. it. Apparently, it was totally justified because, nah. <laughs> yeah, I never watched the movie just because I was like, I know that I'll be disappointed by this. Yeah. So, you know, I did read last year, I think, the fourth book in the series, The Giver series, which came out a little bit before that. It was great. It tied the whole story together. I was very happy with it. I didn't know there were that many. There are. There's one before The Giver, then there's The Giver, then there's the one after it, and then there's that fourth one. Okay. And basically, it kind of just, like, is this whole thing where, like, the first book is about, I think, this girl who, like, has, like, a bum leg or something. She's, like, disabled in some way, and I think it has something to do with her leg. Yeah. It's And, like, but she can, like, sew really well, and she can do, like, it's, like, basically, like, magic embroidery. I think it's been a while since I read it. Okay. But like, it's cool. And like, she has to deal with like prejudice against her, even though she's like magic. And then yeah. there's the giver. And then there's like another one, which I have no idea what it's about. I don't remember it at all. And then the fourth book, which is super, super good, which was about, you know how in the giver, there's like that baby yes. that the guy that, saves. Like, the guy, like, saves so him. that book, the, the fourth book is about that baby's mom. Like, his actual okay. mom. So like, cause you know how in that like society, there are people who are like, like specifically birth like mother. birth mothers. Yeah, yeah. So this lady who's, I think a couple years older than the main character yeah. in the giver. Um, she was a birth mother and you know, like the first few chapters are like her in like the birth mother facility. So you can like kind of see how that works because like yeah. no one's allowed in there. And it's actually like kind of interesting what they do there. It's like really weird, but, um, and it, like, kind of goes through her, like, first pregnancy, and there are complications, so she has to have a C-section, which is that baby. And that's why the baby's so, like, small. Because hmm. okay. it's, like, kind of a preemie, and there are also complications. So because right. she had a C-section, she wasn't allowed to be a birth mother anymore. Usually what happens is that the birth mothers have three kids, and then they are retired mm-hmm. and work somewhere else. Yeah. But she was retired after one because I guess they didn't want to deal with that. Um, so she goes to work in the fish hatchery, which, like, is a thing that is real in current society, like, fish farms. Um, sure. So she goes to work in the fish farm, and <laughs> she has a fine time. She's like, this is cool. But then she's kind of like, but my son, I'm going to go find him. And then she finds out that her son was, like, is gone. Like, she found out that, like, that that the kid from The Giver is just, like, left, and, like, that was her kid. And she was like, all right. So she, like, leaves also. <laughs> she, like, tries to hop on one of the fishing boats um, that comes into the place, like, for trade, I think. Yeah. And she goes somewhere else, and she ends up in, like, real society. So, like, in this world, that one town is actually an anomaly, and, like, most of the places are just, like, normal places. Um because I actually wasn't sure about that when I read The Giver. So she learns how to be, like, a real functional person, like, when she lives in that town. Like, she learns what, like... She can do that. Yeah, she learns what, like, marriage is, and she learns, like, how to cook, and she learns, like, how to make clothes. Um, She lives with this, like, older lady in town or something who, like, adopts her, basically. Mm -hmm. And then she finds out that in order to get to where she wants to go, she has to basically, like, climb this, like, (laughs) cliff. There's, like, no way around it, apparently. Um... So this guy in town who I think was, like, the only person who, like, knew how to climb the, the cliff or something. I don't really remember how yeah. this guy got involved. But he was like, I will train you to climb the cliff. Um, 
So basically, then she has this, like, Rocky Balboa training montage Mm -hmm. where she, like, beefs up and, like, does a bunch of (laughs) pull-ups and shit. Um, And she's like, I'm ready to climb the cliff. And that's, like, the main antagonist of this book. There's some stuff that happens afterwards. Oh, yeah, and then, like, she has, like, a total Sophie Hatter where she gets, like, magically turned into an old lady for no good reason. Mm -hmm. And then she eventually makes it to the town. Right. And finds her son. Yeah. I didn't really understand the Sophie Hatter part of it, but it was still good. Okay. Yeah, I totally missed out on that. I I just did not know, or if I did know, I totally forgot that it was a whole series of books. It totally uh, is. Yeah. And they're very good. They're very, like, well-thought-out books. Okay, yeah, it seemed like that, that would be something that Hollywood would jump on, but I guess they The thing didn't. is, though, they're very, like, thoughtful. They're not really, yeah. like, action-y, so, like, I don't think they would make really good movies. I feel like they can, like, find some way. They would just totally rewrite it and, like, probably ruin it. But, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, I, I just don't believe, like, this whole subgenre of, like, young adult fantasy novels that are being made into movies, like, they kind of started off with, um... Hunger Games, or you can argue Twilight kind of started that. Or, or argue, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter started that. Harry Potter yeah. is like the true. Well, Harry Potter is the start of that, but um, when you look at the American ones, they all just aesthetically look just very similar to me, and it's just kind of kind of off putting to me. Yeah, the thing is that like I like YA novels, and like I always have, right. and I just like feel like this like fad thing with them yes. is like kind of really off-putting to me because I feel like people are getting into them for the wrong reasons. Right, yeah. And like just from like a business perspective, like they're trying to, they're pretty much all trying to copy Harry Potter's success, but you don't really just have that, you know, the the relevance of that and just like the emotional connection to those characters, especially since it was going on for such a long time. Yeah. So everyone everyone was like crying like when we came, when we got to Deathly Hollows Part 2, but like, you know, we, we get to like Breaking Dawn Part 2 and everyone's like, fucking finally, that's over. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot Mockingjay 2 came out a few months ago. I totally forgot about that I movie. never <laughs> read those books because people told me to my face that yeah. they're not good so like mm. why would i read them like why would i read these books just because everybody else likes them like right. like my mom read them even and she my was like and she was like frankly they're not good and i was like why would i spend my time reading this just because everyone else was read it when i couldn't read when i can read like a fic that's like actually well written right <laughs> like, okay, correlation sure. between like the amount of fics <laughs> that i read and the amount of actual published books that i read mm. that's, that's fair. yeah <laughs> that's fair, fair. Especially because, like, Vic just, like, is written better to be. Like, a lot of the time. Like, obviously not a lot of them are. Like, some of them are it not. Might, like, it might, like, suit you better. Just, like, the yeah. style of the prose and all that. Also, just, like, um, the there's, like, more actual emotions in them. Instead of just, like, we're going to save the world. Like, sunglasses <laughs> emoji. I don't know. Yeah. Which uh, seems to be, like, a lot of YA novels now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But anyway, Bartimaeus Trilogy, read it. It's the best. Sure. Like, it's definitely a wide, like, series that deserves to be super, super famous. Mm-hmm. But it's just not. And, like, every single person who I've gotten to read it has absolutely loved it. Okay. Like, I have never met a single person who I've convinced to read it who didn't like it. Awesome. Well. Because it's just so good. Like, it's very well written. Like, it's very... It's written in a very adult way. Like... They use, like, longer words and, like, more complicated sentence structure, you know what I mean? And, like, the plot is, like, more complex and, like, there are a lot of different characters with different motives. Like, there is definitely no character in that series who is, like, good or 
evil. Except for Simon Lovelace. <laughs> Fuck that guy. But, like, um, like, every character is, like, very complex. And, like, the, the author definitely doesn't, like, dumb down the writing because it's for children. Which is really, really good. Um, like, I read it for the first time when I was in seventh grade. And then, like, I reread them when I was in high school. And I was like, this definitely held up. Hmm. Like, it wow. holds up. Like, That's cool. Like, I just reread the last book, like, this week, and it holds up. Like, nice. it's still good. Like, no matter how, like, how old you are when you read it. Like, even the same thing. It's like, Nathaniel is a piece of shit. But is he a bad person? <laughs> like, not really. Like, he just does bad things sometimes. And the same thing with, like, Kitty. Like, she's, like, part of the, like, anti-government resistance. Does that make her a bad person? No. Did she do mm. bad things? Yes. <laughs> mm. Like, she bombed places. Yeah. That's bad. But, like, are her motives good? Yes. (laughs) So it's, like, mm. and then, like, when the resistance has to suffer, like, the consequences of their actions, it's, like, do you feel bad for them? Of course you do. But, like, do you also, like, are you also just, like, well, they brought that on themselves? Kind of. Mm. You know? It's kind of interesting. And, like, Characters definitely do, like, feel feel emotions based on decisions that they make. Like, at the end of the second book, I think it was, like, Nathaniel makes a decision and is misinformed as to the outcome of that decision. So he thinks that something, like, really bad happened to someone else. And he thinks that it's his fault. And he, like, in, like well into the third book, constantly feels bad about it. Like, it's constantly made reference to. So it's like, yeah, like he like recognizes that he made a bad choice and like he didn't think he would feel that guilty but like he's still a person i don't know okay yeah i definitely want to check this out now you you've convinced me having described the entire plot of the first book <laughs> yeah okay no, i didn't yeah, even so there's, there's get into i didn't even get into oh, no. the face <laughs> the face that i'm making oh no it's just oh no <laughs> I feel <laughs> yeah it's really really good there's a reason why it's my fave and will always be my fave unproblematic fave alright um, it's like interesting too also just because like there's a lot of conflict in that series just because of different character types so there's like the conflict between like the rich upper class aka like magicians oh, okay. and then like the commoners <laughs> And then there's, like, a conflict between... And then there's also, like, the connotation that, like, a lot of the rich upper class are, like, white. And then a lot of, like, the commoners are people of color. Oh, okay. Um, Like, it's not a really overt thing. Yeah. But they definitely do describe more of the commoners as being, like, darker skin, darker hair. Sure. Um, And then there's also a connotation between... Or, like, the conflict between the the spirits and the people, right? Because the spirits are, like, technically slaves. Like, Hmm. you are summoned, you are bound, you are a slave. And then there's also, like, the conflict between that... Um, like those people where it's like, I am technically your slave, but then you have someone like Bartimaeus who kind of is a lot more human than he wants to admit. Like he's not actually a human, obviously, but like (laughs) he definitely is much more sympathetic, I think, to the problems that the humans around him are having. Um, and that's actually shown really early on in the prequel, which I thought was really interesting. Um, just because, like, it, it's made it very, very clear 
in parts of in various parts of the series that the spirits are literally going to kill you if you like don't bind them to your like servitude properly and like pretty much every single spirit that we come across pretty much oh well i'm like oh god but anyway um pretty much accepting a couple um (laughs) pretty much every spirit is going to actively look for ways to harm their like masters including bartimaeus because most of his masters were like pieces of shit but there were some that he definitely is just kind of like no like i actually like this person i am kind of like more on their side and then it comes into question where it's like well technically he's still their like slave even though he's, like, more sympathetic to their cause. So then there's, like, this huge, like, power mismatch mm-hmm. in their relationship, um, which kind of makes the relationship between Bartimaeus and Nathaniel much more interesting because the power, like, di- like the power struggle is a lot less because okay. Bartimaeus knows Nathaniel's real name, yeah. which I think is the main reason why Bartimaeus becomes a lot more sympathetic to him. Just because there's a lot less like barrier I think between them and also just the fact that he already had like canonically shown more sympathy and empathy in the past towards humans which is like revealed through some like flashbacks and stuff and it's really really interesting in the prequel too where he like before he met some of these people that kind of changed his outlook and he's a lot more callous and he's a lot more like, I mean, I was going to say sarcastic, but he's like, he's the same of sarcasm. (laughs) He's just very, very sarcastic, very dry. Um, but he's definitely a lot more ruthless. And then like when he comes across another spirit that is sort of more soft, I don't know, like, more willing to be in the presence of humans, he gets really, really angry about it. And looking back on it right now, I'm kind of starting to realize that it's a little bit defensive, (laughs) actually. (laughs) I kind of just realized that. But he is, like, really, really upset. So it's kind of interesting. Okay. Oh, man. Unfortunately, there is, like, two good fix for that <laughs> series, um, which sucks. But when they're good, they're really good. I, I believe you. <laughs> I haven't read them in a long time. There's one, which is my I, absolute... I will read them. <laughs> no, but there's one, which is my fave, where Bartimaeus... This is, like, an AU where everyone's, like, human. Um, it's one where Bartimaeus is a bookshop owner, and... Nathaniel is like his employee and Kitty works in the cafe like across the street and it's just very hijinks. <laughs> it's very good. Hilarity ensues. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know what else we were talking about. Wow, Francisco the majesty. picture. Oh my God. He is such a model. <laughs> I would. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't On though. the record. <laughs> you shouldn't. 
We know. Yeah, we're, we won't talk about this. <laughs> we're not talking about this on tape. All right. But <laughs> I'm from the 70s. We are on a tape. <laughs> Technology. I just love how we still use like old terms like that, like like roll your window down in the car, even though we don't roll it anymore. But like, what word would you use instead? Push that. Push button. that button to put the window down, so I can talk to Lower you. Lower the window. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> Lower the, yeah, roll your window down. That's good. Um, the I'm first so that car it, that I ever drove had roll down windows. Yeah, I remember my uh, my parents we used to have a minivan uh, way back when it was this Dodge Caravan, and we used to have to roll down the window, which is pretty fun. I my mom like she has a minivan, but we never had the minivan with the DVD player in it, and I always thought that the people that did <laughs> were like ritzy, <laughs> like fancy. Yeah, that's where I watched all my SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also like still using the term um, taping a show, like on your DVR, even though there's no tape involved. That's yeah, what I do, at least. I think most people say recording a show. Yeah, now they do, but um, even still, um, I think I think tape has been phased out, but it's just like a habit thing with me. Or like have... book on tape instead of audiobook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have this this vast collection of VHS tapes. Like we still do, do. Yeah, mostly of like like cartoons and Power Rangers and stuff like that. Um, oh man, I should probably check those out, but I don't even, I'm not even sure if I have a functioning VCR anymore in my house. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> I think we still have one in my house. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I don't remember what we're supposed to be talking about now. Now nah, we're just talking, basically. Um, as long as there's no dead air or we're not, like, rambling for too long, you know? It's like, it's like I a spent the entirety show. of this recording rambling. Yeah, pretty much. We're gonna workshop that. <laughs> Can't um, help it. Yeah, I, Amanda's I to, book recommendation corner. Yeah, I actually really like when we. I, I really like tangents because it, it gives like people more to listen to. That's my preference at least. I'm sure the people who like just hate it when people go on tangents, but uh, whenever I listen to, it, I always appreciate it. And then you're like, wait, wait, what the fuck were you talking about? Oh yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I I had to listen to this. <laughs> Maybe again, <laughs> workshop a little bit. Listen so to funny. this joke. What mouse walks on two legs? Mickey. Okay, what duck walks in two legs? Donald. No, all of them. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Just to let people listening know, we are scrolling through Amanda's Tumblr now. <laughs> that dashboard, though? There's a lot of volleyball anime on here oh, right now. Oh, dear God. This is the portion of the show we just check our social media, so I'm looking at my Snapchat now to see if I got anything interesting. <laughs> Should I look at my Nekoatsume, too? Of course. <laughs> but, I don't know, it's like I can do fic racks for 12 hours. Yeah, pretty much. Do you, do you feel like you know someone who can, like, kind of match your energy and kind of, like, just keep, keep the conversation going? Uh, Laura. Laura. <laughs> maybe Bridget. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't read as much fake as I do. I send her fake sometimes, and then yeah. she's like, I don't have time to read this. And I'm like, you dare king shame me in my own house. <laughs> <laughs> there, There's the door. <laughs> but I live, there's the door. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, because I sent her my favorite fake of all time. Actually, yeah, it has definitely researched my previous favorite. Um, it's called Gravity Has Got Nothing On You, and it's... My actual favorite. It's so funny, mm -hmm. but it's really, really long. I think it's like 80,000 words or something, but it's the best, the best. 
Do you know what was a good fic? The uh, Washington Jefferson one. Yeah! <laughs> the constitutional butt. Yeah, yeah. Con- touch constitutional butt constitutionally. <laughs> Their tongues dance the dance of dancing. <laughs> Ghost of Thomas Jefferson is really bad at oh, writing romance. Yeah. That's the best one. We should do a dramatic reading of that sometime. Oh, no. <laughs> I couldn't, I would not be able to stop laughing if we did that, but it's really funny. Yeah, it's, it's like an endurance test, basically. Yeah, no, there's actually a real thing, which I heard about. Apparently at, like, conventions, people do this, where you go around and you try to read as long an excerpt as you can from a story called The Eye of Argon. And you have to read it for as long as you can without, like laughing or smiling or something what's wrong with this thing it's just really bad (laughs) i've definitely read parts of it and Uh it's just the worst Uh but it's really really funny yeah um that's a thing so that's like a fun thing to do with yeah fun fun. with things that you find but just just pass it around see who lasts the longest (laughs) yeah probably not me I've developed a really good poker face when it comes to, like, thick porn, but if something's really funny, I will laugh at it really loudly. Okay. It's just, you're just desensitized at this point. Yeah. It's really funny, because, like, all of the people who are, like, in my classes have been in classes with me for, like, two years at this point. Right. And, like, I'm sitting there on my phone during class, and they're like, what fic are you reading? <laughs> I just get uncomfortable reading that kind of stuff, so I'm like, oh man, someone someone had all these images in their head. <laughs> yeah. That's me, at least. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I should feel that way. I, I ain't into all that. <laughs> but I don't, I don't yeah. know. I really shouldn't read it in public, but I'm just kind of like, well, who will know? Yeah. I got, I am, man, I gotta read out, read that geology fanfic. Do it. Do it. Yeah, for context, it. this is a this is a novel that my geology professor wrote featuring this guy who's like an Indiana Jones of geology, fighting this James Bond specter-like organization trying to control the world with these children who were mutated by the Chernobyl disaster, and it's it's just the weirdest fucking thing ever. Um, and like all the quizzes were like you'd think that they'd be about the geo- geology like aspects of it. But they were just all reading comprehension questions. What hotel did they stay at? <laughs> I think I have some. Um, um, oh, here's here's a here's an excerpt. Um, this guy is like telling the taxi driver to like speed up to follow this other person who's in front of them, and the taxi driver goes, "Well, all right." Accepting the C note in parentheses, which you don't do in dialogue, first of all. Hang on. I souped up my taxi to compete in our stock car jamboree, so it will catch them if I want. <laughs> stock car jamboree. Yeah, it's just like this this minor like taxi driver character is only in this chapter and he just he just had to mention about the stock car jamboree and that is the that is the reason, the practical reason why his taxi car can go so fast. <laughs> Fuck this book. <laughs> I got an A in this class somehow, so I'm grateful. I I mentioned over at my family's Christmas party that you can rent a box of rocks. Yeah, my brother was really confused by this revelation. He was like, "What did I returned the box of rocks?" I'm like, "Hey, I rented this box of rocks. Here's this box of (laughs) rocks back." The person's like, 
okay, let me let me just call someone in the back here because I don't know. They're like, yeah, it comes with the book. Oh, okay. I will take but that like, back. Do they have to check that the rocks are the same? Like, what if you just, like, switched out the rocks? Well, How would they, they know? They didn't check, so, like, I don't know. I you should have just, like, kept some of the rocks. <laughs> and, and do what with them? What, what do I do with these rocks and minerals? Like, I don't know. I have a lot of rocks throw them at people. in my house. Yeah. Just, like, I don't know why, because my mom went through this, like, really intense geology phase once when we were little. That's and she was she was in this, like, she was subscribed to this, like, geology magazine. I think, ostensibly, it was for me. I think it was my geology magazine. Yeah. But she kept all the rocks, so they're, like, in boxes <laughs> upstairs. We got, like, pyrite and, like, you know, tiger's eye and shit like that. <laughs> we were also subscribed to... The you know when they had those infomercials for the zoo magazine with all the different animals? Oh, of course. Zootopia? What was it called? I don't remember. But we had good. that magazine for at least seven years. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. My mom goes through a lot of really intense, really, really specific phases. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's me and my parents, actually. And, and every time I come back for a break, they're always into something else. Yeah. My mom, for a really long time, was really into collecting elephants. But I think... Like stuffed elephants or like... Yeah, and like elephant statues. Statues, yeah. Yeah, we had a rug. Real elephants! <laughs> we had a rug in our living room with elephants on it, but then the cat scratched it up. Yeah. Oh, we man. had elephant pillows, like we, pillows with just like elephant motifs on it, and then also yeah. elephant shape, like pillow shape, like elephant shape, like pillow. And like a pen for your elephants in the back ra- in the, ba- the backyard or something no, like that. But I think starting last year, my mom has finally like settled down on the elephants. Hmm. And now she is into other stuffed animals. Okay. She likes owls, I think now. Hoot hoot. Well, <laughs> I don't know. And she like she went through like a really intense like Sudoku phase, I think. Oh. No, now she recently bought when we went to Barnes and Noble a adult coloring book and now she's really into adult that. Coloring book. Yeah, they have like really fancy patterns. They're actually really cool, but she told me on the phone this morning that she was like, Yeah, I'm like defo coloring in this Do adult like, coloring like, book. Like crayons and stuff? I think or like colored pencils. Colored pencils, pens, crayons. whatever. Um Oh my god, during finals last semester, um, Someone from the EC department put up, put out like a bunch of like crayons and like colored pencils and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my friend was there like coloring in one of them. And we were talking about like crayons or something. And we were yeah. just like, yeah, Crayola the way. And then he just goes, yeah, if your parents bought you rose art, they didn't love you. <laughs> I was like, True. <laughs> I had some rose art um, crayons, but I think we got them by accident. I don't I, think, I, was, I don't think we bought them. Yeah, I was exclusively a Crayola, I was going to say man, I was a Crayola boy, I guess. Like, I had, like, all those different markers, and we would, like, I would trade them with the other boys in school. <laughs> Battery-charged blue and whatnot, all that kind of stuff. It sounds like a Gatorade flavor. Yeah, it very well could be. <laughs> um, my, da- my dad's current phase is, he really, he's really into skeet shooting right now. Um, but why? Like, like just, just shooting in general, I guess. Um, I don't know why. He had, like, this, there was, like, this mysterious, like, tall... You know, box like a sort of safe, and in the basement, I was wondering what the hell is in there. And there's, there's a fucking rifle in there. <laughs> I got to hold it. It was fu- oh come on. We're we're looking at this picture, and the man is telling me it's just this jizz fashion, and there's this there's this lady on the bottom left corner of the picture who's just smiling. Like, She's hey, making this like smarmy face. Jizz fashion. <laughs> the, the only way I can describe this face is just smarm. Smarm. <laughs> That's good. Smarmy is a great adjective. I propose yeah. people use it more often. I don't know about that one. 
Um, there was one point in high school where my parents and um, and these other friends of theirs, they're into like recording music, which was an interesting phase. Did someone play the um, banjo? Why <laughs> would you think that? Why would I yes, not think that? The traditional Filipino instrument, the banjo. <laughs> You never mentioned they were traditional Filipino instruments. They could have been any <laughs> they didn't instrument. Use, no, it was it was mostly it was like piano or like synth and um, someone's vocals. I'm pretty um, sure the synth is not a traditional Filipino. Instrument. I, I'm not saying they're using fil- traditional Filipino instruments. <laughs> no, it was just like pop stuff they were doing. Um, uh, they were really into house hunting at one point, even though they never bought another house. They're just oh, they're for just, a second I thought you just meant like they just watched a lot of house hunters. No, no, like, they, they, like, just drove around, like, looking at houses that are on sale, like, you know. My mom loves watching House Hunters. For some reason, yeah, for no. some reason she gets really worked up when she <laughs> tries to, like, guess what house that they're going to pick at the end. She's like, yeah. I bet it's the second one. And yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. nobody cares. I, I don't know how those even work, those shows and stuff like that. They're, um, I don't know. For some reason, my parents both really just love yeah. HGTV <laughs> and, like, the DIY channel. I, okay, to be fair, there's one show in the DIY channel, which is, objectively hilarious and it's a show where the main plot of it is that every episode they find this like couple or like people who live in a house together usually it's a couple sure it could be friends i guess who just live in a house together but they decide that they want to renovate part of a house but they decide we don't have any money so we're just going to do it all ourselves but we have literally no knowledge or experience with construction so it's just a whole hour of these, like, yahoos trying to, <laughs> to renovate a room in their house with literally no knowledge of how to do so, and it's oh, really funny. So it's like a really fucking ghetto, extreme makeover, home edition sort of thing? No, because usually okay. they're only doing one room. Okay. But, like, they do things like they try to ghetto. take out electronics, but they don't turn off the electricity first, oh, and fuck. they just die. Oh, God. Um, they try to, like, take out pipes, but they don't turn off the water first. They, they like, try to, like, do stuff, but it looks all janky, like... It's like I'm watching a snuff film where people just, like, die on camera. I mean, they (laughs) don't really... They don't really die. I mean, there's, like, a camera crew there. Potential snuff film. (laughs) There's, like, a whole camera crew there. I'm sure they're not going to actually die, but, like, it's it's pretty funny. Um, (laughs) What's this called? Oh, God, I don't remember. Um, (laughs) That's kind of funny. (laughs) These <laughs> uh, I just imagine like guys our age, like like. No, usually it's this. like thirty or forty year old people. Yeah. I don't know what's funnier, younger or older people in those situations. It's like kind of like younger than our parents, but like older than us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh-huh. they're like starting to become like adults. They're trying to figure, like they're figuring out how um, living works. <laughs> is it this one? Well, anyway, um, while you're looking for that, um, my parents' ballroom dancing phase was quite a thing, where they actually, like, like made our basement, like, hardwood floor, like, a dancing floor exclusively for their ballroom dancing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was quite a thing. That sounds like a really big thing. Yeah, and then they used that, they used that for, um, my mom does Zumba, and then they had her Zumba classes, like, downstairs in our basement. Which was Did your of, mom teach Zumba? No, but um, they invited an instructor um, to teach them Zumba, and they just had classes in my basement. This is um, similar, but not quite the same thing I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's now just like a regular like a basement. They they like redid the hardwood floor, so it's less ballroom dancing and like actual like an actual fucking hardwood floor. Um, the mirrors are still there, which is kind of funny. Uh, yeah, they did that while I was while like just when I left home for school. So that was an interesting thing to come back to, having a real entertainment system and shit there. No more Zumba. No more Zumba for the compendios. <laughs> that would be an interesting reality show, Zumba for the compendios. <laughs> yeah, my mom still does it, but obviously classes are not in my basement anymore. It was always awkward whenever I had to ask my mom something. So I would just go downstairs, like, while well, they're all still Zumba-ing, or whatever the hell you call it. And, like, she's, like, she's still doing it, like, the exact moves. And she's just, like, talking to me, like, in the casual conversation. Like, okay, thanks for letting me go out, Mom. And I just awkwardly walk out while they're all, like... <laughs> I don't know. So strange. So so awkward. That's really really yeah. weird. Um. Any luck? What is King of Dirt? That's a show I want to watch. <laughs> it's me. That me. <laughs> King of Dirt. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Can you scroll up a little bit? You want to? I want that the most. That's just what the show's called. Oh, I've seen. I want that, and I want that the most. I pay, I pay the tool. Is that Mr. T? Please tell me Mr. T hosts a show called I Pity the Tool on the Do It Yourself Network. It's about... It yes! Is. Yes, it is! Mr. T! That's amazing. <laughs> Basically, what we just found out is that the DIY channel is the number one best channel on TV. Please just watch it all right. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Every single show is just a goddamn meme. <laughs> I just love it when channels just completely go against like what they were originally for in the first place. Like MTV. Um, but the thing is, like the DIY like, channel still is about DIY. Yeah. It's just like a I complete like, shit show. It's starting to. I feel like it's going to start to get there sometime. Like the way of like the Weather Channel or History Channel. Like it's going to turn to. Well, that's like crap. kind of why they made the DIY channel because yeah. HGTV is like already there. Okay. All right. Like that's like that's what happened. It's, it's like in response. But it's eventually yeah. going to become the thing. The thing it very it, it hates. You know, I, that's my opinion. Yeah, that's kind of like I don't know. Like I, I had the History Channel, Ancient Aliens. My dad's absolute <laughs> number one favorite show on TV is Ancient Aliens. He will that's watch bizarre. it all the time because he thinks it's the funniest show he's ever watched. <laughs> like he's like, this is the most entertaining thing I've ever seen. Like okay. he doesn't think it's real, but he's like, this is yeah. so entertaining. I was afraid to me. about that. For no, a second. <laughs> he's just like, this is so funny to me. Like he loves the guy with like the hair, like with yeah. the aliens guy. He's like, this guy is my idol. Like I love him. Like I have no idea what he's talking about. I love it. What are his qualifications? That guy, the hair guy. Oh, absolutely none. <laughs> Apparently, his qualifications are that... We actually watched a show about this once. Like, okay. his qualifications. Yeah. His qualifications are that he knew a really famous, really old conspiracy theorist as a child. Like, they were, like, family friends. That's his qualification. And also, he probably wears a suit. That's yeah. probably his... <laughs> that's and why he wears, he's on and, television. And <laughs> every single item of clothing that he wears is brown. <laughs> it's true. Professor? <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, I've like I've sat and watched episode like full episodes with my dad before, and it is like as funny as you think it is. It's funnier, like <laughs> because what the way that this show works, the way that it's organized, is that the first ten minutes of the show start off actually really normally. Like they're like, okay, like here's like a historical time period, here's a historical event, like we're talking about ancient Egypt, like here's yeah. some pictures of some like. Of some pyramids, or some picture. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like actual history, and yeah. you're like, this is like what happened. Like we're like this is where we are. Here's like a map. Like here's the Nile. Like yeah. 
we got it. And then, with no warning. It just cranks it up. Like, oh, it just goes, It just goes like, uh. and it goes, but what if, in this beautiful <laughs> desert location, was actually first colonized by ancient astronauts? And then oh, it just no. goes off, and you're like, I'm ready. I'm so oh. ready. It's super good. It's just the most entertaining thing you could possibly watch. It's great. It's like, if you're ever sad, just watch it. <laughs> you will not be sad for long, I swear, friend. Yeah, the best, The best episode of Ancient Aliens ever was there's legitimately an episode of Ancient Aliens where they try to convince you, the audience, that ancient aliens killed the dinosaurs. Ah. And it's the greatest thing in the whole world. <laughs> Like, that they actually came in on flying saucers and just laser decimated one by one every single one of those goddamn dinosaurs. Do they, like, show visuals of, like, what they theorize? Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They have a really high budget for this show. Ah, this is Um, so bizarre. So, note to listeners, if you've never seen this glorious show, (laughs) please do yourself a favor. I can't believe there are people in the world who've never seen this show. It's so... Uh, you're looking at one right yeah. now. <laughs> it's like, how can we you... We exist. How can you enjoy such a fresh, hot meme? Without <laughs> no... Knowing the context <laughs> all and around. <laughs> I like that, like, I just use word choices and you just yeah. die. Yes, I do. <laughs> Apparently, too. my, like, number one skill is just choosing really awkward word combinations. No, it's, it's, it's very deliberate, the word choices. It is, making. though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the word yahoos was very deliberate. <laughs> I appreciate them. That's why I laughed, because I didn't expect that. It's, it's, it's like an endearing thing. <laughs> Fresh, hot meme channel. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> That's what this show's going to be called, Fresh Hot Meme Channel, <laughs> featuring Mr. T. <laughs> we need to get coffee cups that just say Fresh Hot Memes on it, oh and this is just the cup is just full of Fresh Hot Memes. Yeah. And then the other second had Mr. T on it. <laughs> yes! Oh my god, I'm... We're going to save this recording just so I can, like, bring this up later. Oh, yeah, we're saving this recording. Yeah. This will be studied in the future. I feel um, like now the only appropriate wedding gift I can get for you is just that mug. <laughs> <laughs> and your and future spouse is just going to be like, yeah. what the fresh hell is this? And I'll fucking love it. <laughs> I'm going to get you a whole set. A whole set. Like... Like, like China set. <laughs> <laughs> even the plates and... Cups. Yeah, yeah. I want to eat off the plate with Mr. T's, like... <laughs> what, why is he... What did he do that made him feel... Oh, he was in Rocky Three. That was the thing that made that him was the That was the one thing, really? Uh, and the A-Team, obviously. And, and the, the A-team. A-Team was before that. And then Rocky Three was his big Hollywood debut. And that was when he said, Oh, I don't hate Rocky. I pity the fool. And then, like, he just says that. That's all he's been doing for the past decade. Just saying that phrase and getting along. Like, just getting around. <laughs> do you know he... I keep seeing him because he's on this, like, commercial for tea. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Tea. It's like a tea drink or it's like okay. some sort of fruit drink or okay. something. And he's like... And because he's like, Mr. T. They- yeah, yeah, that's it. Because he's Mr. T. Fuck, damn it. <laughs> it's the worst commercial I've ever seen, but it never fails to make me laugh. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, it's not good. 
Yeah. Like, you don't even, like, you don't, like, he used to be, like, parodied a lot and made fun of, but you don't even hear that anymore. He's just not a very relevant figure. Because he was relevant in, like, the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I, I but for some reason, he's fool. just still there, and he still dresses like the 80s. He, he's on DIY channel, you know? That's, yeah. That's just, <laughs> so, if anyone wants their fill of Mr. T DIY channel, <laughs> you know, I pity the tool. My, my favorite, like, random, oh, how far you've come celebrity moment was, um... Um, my name's Joy Fatone, and this is Family Feud, and like that's all. <laughs> and that's the only thing he says in Family Feud. You don't even see him. He's just. <laughs> Have you seen? Okay, so we watched this video in Astronomy Club yesterday, which was a compilation cut of like in the YouTube video of just like a bunch of like smaller screens of every Billy Mays commercial that there is all oh played simultaneously. <laughs> so it just starts off like in stereo. Of, Hi, Billy Mays. <laughs> to like a bunch of like random screaming because he's like doing like 16 different commercials at the same time and we just like rewatched <laughs> that first three seconds over and over again and laura was dying <laughs> like i think she actually died a little bit it slices it dices Jesus. but wait there's more <laughs> hi billy mister did you do you did you do you, <laughs> do you remember <laughs> that show that like reality show on the discovery channel about billy mays and that guy that now sells OxyClean, the British guy. Sure, yeah, I figured it was called. Like yeah. the Hitchman or something Yeah, like that. I watched yeah. that show for a while, and I'm so glad I did, just because so I could have this one tidbit in my brain, this quote that I will remember till the day I die, where he's, like, selling, they're, like, trying to come up with, like, a script for the commercial for this thing that I think Billy Mays is going to do the commercial for, and his friend goes, like, you haven't started the script? Like, Jesus Christ. And he's like, what are you even going to start the commercial with? And Billy Mays just looks at him dead in the eye and he goes, hi, Billy Mays here. <laughs> and I'm just like, I am reborn. That is a real thing that is on camera that really happened. And I'm so glad. Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was like one of, like one of the sadder celebrity deaths back then. That was like around like the time of Michael Jackson and yeah. uh, who else? Um... It's always like the rule of three, right? Oh man, who's next? Who's oh, next? Oh no! Who's oh next? god! Yeah, everyone's like, who who else is British, sixty nine years old and potentially has cancer? Like that was <laughs> no. The best one was like Alan Rickman is sixty nine, David Bowie sixty nine, Donald Trump is sixty nine. Oh boy, yeah, time time to go, Do- the Donald. Um, no, he's not going. I think he's immortal. He's not going anywhere soon. He's immortal. <laughs> yeah, I was even watching- now the seas of what you've done germinates oh within you. I was watching the debates um, this morning while I was doing the dishes, and I was like, I, I can't believe he's like a real like- human being. Yeah, but he's just up there. He's just saying, "Oh my god!" Just not even like the things he's saying, but just like his attitude, just the way he talks. I cannot believe that he's center stage there. I still can't believe it. And people are either cheering or booing, but like they're loud in general, and like. The, he's leading by double digits, even still. And the uh, the first uh, caucus is neck, like, in a few weeks, which is crazy. Nope. Uh, um, yeah. I don't know. I try to, like, not talk about politics just because, like, when I was at home over Christmas, oh, for some yeah. reason, like, my parents started talking about it. And I'm just like, I don't want to start shit, but I hate everything that you guys are saying. Yeah, I got an argument with my uncle during Thanksgiving about um, Ben Carson, which was fun. <laughs> I don't know. It was like my mom made like a disparaging comment about Bernie. She right. was just like, Bernie is such like, he's so crazy. And like me and my dad just looked at each other like, Pfft. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, my mom, I love my mom. 
but her, some of her opinions are absolutely terrible. And like, I'm always sitting here like, should I start shit? Like, the price of salt. Like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite new Tumblr memes. The price of salt. <laughs> this is one of my favorite new things that I saw on Tumblr where it was like this text post that was like, when like you don't like when you don't agree with something, but you don't know if like it's worth starting shit, and it's just like a book cover with this like lady sitting at a table, and the book is just called The Price of Salt. Oh, that's amazing. And I'm just like, yes, it's kind of just like that text post where it's like when you spell yeehaw instead of yeah, and it's just like <laughs> the accidental cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> the accidental cowboy, which is like a real book, and there's a similar one where it's like whenever you type me instead of mine, and then there's like the accidental pirate. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, my mom is really good at making, like, very heteronormative or very, like, gross comments. I and I'm just kind that. of like, do I want to start shit? And the answer is usually no. No, no. Um, I learned that Thanksgiving. Um, I'm glad my parents are, um, you know, because I'm, I'm left-leaning and my parents are left-leaning as well. Um, although they're, they're probably going to vote for Hillary because even though they agree with Bernie, they think he's too old, even though they're not. That's kind of what my mom said. And I was just like, no, fuck you. I don't know. No. Right. Um, he's got to get a really good running mate then, like Elizabeth Warren or someone like that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I finally saw yesterday the video of the origins of Yee. Which apparently I it comes. Know there was a story. Apparently that. it comes from this like weird dinosaur cartoon that's like frankly terrifying. And then like this one, <laughs> this little like dinosaur says something, and then it turns to another one, and it just goes yee, <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole thing. Um, oh my god, amazing! I like yee as like a phrase because it's like I want to say yeah, but I want to be super cash at the same time. Super cash. Super cash. Let the record show that Amanda is once again wearing the fresh hat. <laughs> fresh to death. I mostly bought it because it reminds me of my terrible grandmother whose number oh one phrase God. that she says all the time is, are you being fresh with me? And I just want to let the record show that indeed <laughs> I'm very fresh. I want to know what she means by that. Are you fresh with me? I think she just means like, are you sassing me? But she's also like old and <laughs> Why like... Why not just say that? <laughs> she's like technically a first generation American. Ah, uh, okay. Because her mom was Italian. Um, okay. But, like, she doesn't speak any Italian, though. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, she just, like, says a lot of things that old people say, like, are you being fresh? Um, and she doesn't like me at all. We, yeah. this, is, this was actually, like, something that we were talking about at Christmas because she wasn't there because she fell earlier that week. Um, again. <laughs> <laughs> Happens. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, oh, she didn't break anything this time? That's unusual. Um, wow. <laughs> Just, just casually say the stuff at dinner. That's great. We're just like so fucking done with this. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just how Miranda Family Christmas works. We get drunk and we talk shit mm. because we are Italian and that's how it works. But fantastic. Um, but anyway, my mom was basically just like straight up to my aunt. She was just like, "Yeah, for some reason, Connie, like who's that's my grandma's name, just like yeah. just like hates her for no reason." And I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm kind of over it though." Yeah, that's good. My cool yeah. grandma likes me, which is what's more important. That's what matters, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My cool Jewish grandma likes me. Yeah. And... I, I do not have a cool grandmother. <laughs> I love both of them dearly, but 
cool is not a word I can use to describe either. <laughs> no, my cool my grandma is actually super cool. Like, she acts like she's 16, but cool. she's, like, 82. Yeah. Like, she got into this, like, feud with one of her friends because she was like... Yeah, like we went to like a show because they live in Vegas, so sometimes they go to like shows. Yeah, she's like, Yeah, we went to the show with them, and then like she didn't say goodbye to me, Oof. and then like I sent her an email, and then she was like, be, Like, she's like, I don't know, she's very modern, she like sends emails and like calls people all the time, oh. and like she's like, bae. She's <laughs> bae. <laughs> my parents used the term bay. Oh, god, all right, I don't even think my mom knows what that is. No. TBH. TBH. Because, like, I don't use the word bay. My sister does. My sister is kind of embarrassing, but... I mean, my sister does, too, but, like, you know, like, um... Maybe because I was using it jokingly to refer, you know, her boyfriend. It was like, oh, yeah, so talk to me about bay, and then now she just picked it up, and so now every day during... Every hour of every day during winter break, um... She would always ask about aliens, like, how is Bay? Like, every single hour, and it was kind of annoying, but kind of fun at the same time. And she still texts me that all the time, which is great. I don't know, my sister is, yeah. like, the ultimate white sorority girl. So, the ultimate. like, she's... Genetically engineered. But actually, though, <laughs> but actually, yeah. it's, like, kind of frightening. Mm. Um... Can you imagine her, like, doing one of those poses you see in pictures, like, the, like... No, like the... I don't have to imagine it, because I've seen it. <laughs> like, just... She's, like, always at the front of the group, too. She's in DG, so it's, like, this thing. Okay. But, like, I'm just, like, why? <laughs> and she's always, like, at the front, and, yeah. like... It's funny, because, like, I was on Facebook once, and she, like, there was, like, that group shot, and they were like, oh, like, our sorority chapter has a Tumblr, and I clicked on it, and the very first picture was, like, of my sister. Mm. And I'm just like, okay. Um, okay. Wait, hold on. It's okay. I need to find the picture I'm, like, thinking of. Oh, no. This picture. <laughs> Too bad this is just audio. <laughs> okay. Okay. The picture I brought up was the a picture... The thought bubble is, like, the same as his head. <laughs> no, yeah, there's definitely one that I saw somewhere where they where they switched it. <laughs> I, I have it saved somewhere. It's, That's really funny. It's good. Basically, the picture I brought up was of Saitawa from One Punch Man in that one co- in that one panel where he just says, okay. <laughs> if, <laughs> that's descriptive enough that people that know what I mean yeah, would know exactly yeah, what panel yeah. I'm talking about because that's, like, iconic. Yeah. Okay. Iconic. And then um, so I saw also a post on Tumblr where someone took that picture, but, like, from the anime version, yeah. and they used that app on it, which, like, you put it over the face, and it says, says like, how old they think it is and how hot it is. <laughs> and then they put over that one, and it just said, okay. <laughs> And I was like, prayer hands emoji. Um, good. Praise. I'd like to thank not only God, but also Jesus. Yeah. Which is also my new favorite phrase. Jesus. I don't know why. I think it's just because, like, I've become so inherently just, like, I don't know. I was raised Catholic, and I just so hate it so much shame. that I just love saying I'd like to thank not only God, but also Jesus. I just, like, I just love that phrase so much for some reason. I don't know why either. <laughs> I went to church over Christmas because Christmas, um, and I was just like viscerally reminded how much I hate church. And with your spirit. Especially the Catholic church. Yeah, they changed it. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I still say it wrong because I really haven't been to church very much since they changed it. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been to church at all since I was confirmed, which was my sophomore year of high school. But Yeah. 
My confirmation name is Guadalupe for anyone who cares. But, um... <laughs> my, my, we're, we're bad Catholics, which I... I am no, no really like bad Catholic, person. mostly because I literally can't sit in church for more than five minutes without thinking about sex. That's just like On a, the record. It's just like a thing. <laughs> like, for some reason, when you're there, you're just like, oh man, I've got to be so pure. And then you just end up being the least pure you've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to sin. <laughs> it's time to fucking sin. I haven't, I haven't been to church in many years, so like, I don't even think li- little me was... was <laughs> but now, if I do go to church, I'll probably be thinking the same thing, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really funny, because near the tabernacle, also... I'm not going to great word. I'm not going to explain what that is. It's not yes. important. You can google it. Sure. I went to I went to Catholic school or not Catholic school. I went to like after school program. It's called CCD. CCD. I went yeah. to CCD. Yeah. yeah Sunday school or whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was on Tuesdays, so I can't really call it Sunday school. Whatever. They always had snacks. It was great. But um <laughs> I, near the tabernacle, there's like this fake stained glass window. I say it's fake because it there's no window part. It's just on the wall. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah. it has a light behind it. And it's this like it's this like great portrait of this like Jesus figure standing on a cloud in the middle of the sky and he's like buff as hell like this guy is like literally the guy was I swear the guy that made this was kind of like his instructions were like make the sexiest Jesus you can make and he did it and like I gotta say this is a very sexy Jesus I was like he has like very long like very full hair like like chiseled features very buff like Dorito shaped physique Dorito shaped as like a sexy description is amazing I think like (laughs) that's because I keep thinking about Chris Evans it's like shoulder to waist ratio over Dorito Dorito yeah Um, Maybe he was the model for this sexy Jesus. <laughs> Maybe. And he's like, he's wearing no shoes, but he has like very sculpted calves. Like this is all mm. in stained glass too. And yeah, I'm just like, yeah. wow. Like, and like, I can't look at it without cracking up. I don't, I don't know why. It's just really funny to me. Um, hey, whatever gets you off, you know. I think honestly, it's just the fact that this like, it's very like incongruous with like, just like the church scene. And yes. I'm like, and like, I just see it there, and just, like, the fact that nobody is reacting to it is what's really <laughs> funny to me. Like, I didn't react to it much when I was younger, too, just right. because, like, I didn't notice it, really. Yeah. But I think, like, just because I hadn't been there in a really long time, I was, like, looking around, and I'm just like... <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> this, is a, this is a little bit, a little bit sexy for church. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Are you still recording this? Yes. Check. Yes, I am. It's still recording. <laughs> We're going to listen to this. We're going to force everyone to listen to this. Pretty much, yeah. It's very funny. We are funny people. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's why I'm so excited about this. <laughs> God. Sexy Jesus. No, yeah. I think also, also, when church started on Christmas Eve, the first 10 minutes of, of the service, I literally was trying so hard to not just die. Like, I was trying so hard not to laugh. I was... Because, like, it was just like the... I'm just sitting there going, like, I'm so full of sin. Like, I shouldn't be here. Like, there is, like, I'm going to, like, I'm, like, surprised the holy water didn't just, like, burn my forehead. Like, I'm going to taint every single person in this church. Like, I should not be here. Like, I'm too full of sin for this. Like, like, isn't basically everything a sin in Catholic church? Yes, and I, I've probably done a lot more sin than you, to be honest. Yeah. I'll just step in there and I'll just, like, just evaporate into, like... <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to church in years. 
Not even for Christmas, for Easter or anything like that. No, I hate going um, to Easter service. My, no, yeah. the best thing about Easter service, though, is that they talk about how, like, Jesus is risen, and every single song can definitely be sung as is and apply to the zombie uprising. <laughs> um, it's ideal. That was the best thing I ever did. I, when I was still in high school, my grandma came over for Easter, and I was like, happy zombie Jesus day, and she was like, are you being fresh with me? And I was like, fresh to death. Fresh, with fresh to death. Oh my god. Oh, hell yeah, grandma. I'm that was fresh the, with you. That was the Meemaw. best <laughs> meme. My meme. My main meme. We're really tying it all together now. This is amazing. My main meme. Oh. But anyway. That was the best thing ever. I remember my brother was there with me in church that morning because I think he was like a junior or a senior in high school yeah. at the time. And they were singing the song about like rising from the dead and who yes. walks among us. Yes. And, yes. My, and my brother, he's like, is this song about a zombie? And I was like, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is the zombie Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's like a good thing that the ancient Israelites did not have concepts of zombies. Because otherwise they would have been really freaked out. Right. Um, just saying. <laughs> I feel like it would have ended a lot differently. Oh, God. I'm, I'm considering going to Easter service just, just so I can experience this. Oh, man. Did I ever show you the greatest Christmas-related comic of all time? Probably not. I'm going to find it. Hold on. Keep talking. I'm talking. I'm still talking about... Uh... Yeah, no, we're bad Catholics. Like, my dad is um, starting to become a bit of an agnostic, and he is... Oh, okay. It's, like, kind of long, but it's really, really funny. Oh, you've shown this to me. Yeah. I'm gonna look at this again. Yeah, just, like, read it. Yeah. Mary? Mary? Okay, I'm not gonna... Don't read it out loud. loud. No. <laughs> You're, like, one of those dads that reads the funnies out loud to his kids, and it's like, uh, you can see here that oh, Garfield no. is being sarcastic. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, this comic is about Mary and Joseph and about how Mary actually got pregnant and then she has to lie to Joseph and she gets the help of her sister to dress up as an angel and convince him that it was actually God and that she isn't premaritally deflowered. And it's Mm. really funny. (laughs) It happens to the best of us. panel in the whole one yeah someone came upon you but i don't think it was the lord that's how people spoke back then <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway weird oh, things happened <laughs> on the internet <laughs> you're not the father of god is asshole <laughs> oh it's like the maury show <laughs> <laughs> the result we have the results <laughs> the father is God, shit. I used to just watch that with Sean Archie, like, really? on the regular. Yeah, it was that really funny. That sounds amazing. I, <laughs> yeah. Sean, Sean is just so funny. Yeah. Um, just channel flipping with Sean and Duncan was, like, the funniest thing ever in E-Tower freshman year. Oh, my God. That just sounds amazing. You would just watch this cooking show for, like, like a, like for hours straight because was like this dude was like the most incompetent guy ever wait and which cooking like, oh, show is this I don't know it's like some local thing I think or oh. like some like some public service thing rather um and he has like all these DVDs and stuff like that I forget what his name is but I 
he's like this this big guy with like a with like a stash, and it just looks like he isn't really good at cooking, but he tries anyway, and he's like super famous for some reason. But it was just the funniest thing ever. And they would just watch this show, and they would be like totally compelled by like how not great this guy is at cooking. It's amazing. Guy Fieri, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. I'm Guy Fieri, and we're rolling out looking for America's Greatest Diners, Drive-Ins, and oh, Dives, and it's just like him on Fury Road. The yeah. best. Oh, man. Mad Max Fury I'm gonna Road. I'm going to die historic on Fury Road. <laughs> oh, my God. What a movie. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I just love it. Ah. <laughs> uh. No, that that would be a much worse movie if you replaced Charlie's Theron with the Guy Fieri. What if you just replaced like every character in that movie replaced with Guy Fieri? In in the Revenant, instead of being mauled by a bear, Leo DiCaprio was mauled by Guy Fieri. <laughs> I want like for some reason I just want like some sort of video game or something where every yeah. single boss is just Guy Fieri of various sizes. Yeah, like the small like, bosses are really short Guy Fieri. Yeah. Yeah, with, like, the voice and everything like that. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. And, like, he just uses a bunch of, like, Guy Fieri phrases. I came across a post recently where it was just, like, a whole table of just, like, Guy Fieri phrases. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the comment was, like, I'm only kind of compliment my boyfriend and Guy Fieri phrases from now on. Where it's like, <laughs> that's money. Or, like, it's creamy and dreamy, which is oh, so no. disgusting. I can't believe I just said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is a children's show. <laughs> you don't know what that means. I don't know. Leave. That's Money is, like, the worst thing. That That's from Swingers. That's a 90s movie. Yeah. That's so, you're so money and you don't even know it. Like, that's a big, like, Vince Vaughn. Like, guy, fuck, fuck, guy, fuck Guy Fieri. That's a total Vince Vaughn thing. Yeah, I don't know. Guy Fieri is just, like, he's become the transcendental meme. Is he good at what he does? No, because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Like, he owns all these restaurants, yeah. and they're all terrible. Like, oh, that's amazing. they make, like, sushi with, like, barbecue in it. It's yeah. gross. It's, like, not real food. Yeah, celebrity chefs are just, like, a, just a strange thing to me. I mean, Alton Brown is my god. He's okay. wonderful. All right. Um, Bobby Flay, I don't understand what level of hell he came out of, but he should really go back to it. <laughs> oh, um, god. He just kind of looks like a gremlin. Sure, yeah. I, I did not know who he's, Bobby Flay was until a mili- the Million Dollar Cook-Off on the Disney Channel. Like, he's good film. at cooking, alright? But he also looks like he would eat my dreams. I can see it. Like, he has a pretty big mouth. Like, his smile is pretty terrifying. I don't know. He's... I don't know. He just, like... He looks like he has the appearance of being really wrinkly, even when he has no wrinkles. Oh, that's interesting. Like, Do you ever notice the Union Grill has, like, that sign that's, like, yes! featured on Bobby Flay's, like, Food Nation or yes. some shit like that? It's like, wow, this was endorsed by a nightmare man. <laughs> this was endorsed by a demon. <laughs> um <Like> gremlin. <laughs> um, that, like, really cool dude who, like, is one of the announcers for Iron Chef... My mom also went through, like, okay. a really extreme Iron Chef. Chef America phase where she would, like, literally watch this show every day. Okay. I don't know what happened to that phase, but it's not here anymore. <laughs> um, maybe that show just isn't on anymore. I thought I it was. But my she, mom used to watch Top Chef a lot. My mom um, is super into Chopped, which is, it's the worst show. It is. <laughs> it's the worst cooking show of all time. Yeah, my mom loves cooking shows, which is really ironic because she hates cooking. Um, yeah. I just I just love how cooking shows, it's like reality shows, like like um, 
I, I hung out with my aunt a lot and she, she was super into Project Runway. So I've seen more Project Runway than I really should have. But like just the way that these shows are edited to like so, just to create drama with like the music and the sound effects and the cuts and like they cut to someone's face like, <laughs> like <laughs> this really, person's surprised. <laughs> I've seen so many seasons of America's Next Top Model just because it's just yeah. on on Bravo all the time during the oh day. And if I was like sick, I was just like, it is time for America's <laughs> Next Top Model. Next top. Um, I also watched a lot of Real Housewives that way, just because, like, oh when I was in high school, I would just, like, put on Bravo and just not change the channel for hours. So, like, it would just show an entire season of Real Housewives of, like, New York or some shit, and it's so entertaining. Like, it's awful, but I love it because these ladies have arguments over literally nothing, and I love it. Like, I don't understand how someone could just be so thick in the brain area. So dense. That they don't understand that what they're arguing about isn't even an argument. Like, so many perceived slights, so many, like, social faux pas that aren't even real. She's just like, she walked with her left foot instead of her right foot. I hate her. It's like, who's making up these rules? Obviously you, because no one else has ever heard of this. (laughs) Like, because... Apparently there's a casting call for like the area that I live in for like the Real Housewives. Real Housewives of the main line. Imagine that. Real Housewives um, of Westchester County was almost a thing, and I'm so upset. Oh my god, yeah. And like they, you know, they have casting calls. So like they're looking for a specific kind of people, and on the other end, there are people who want to be on these types of shows because I don't like pride for the money, but like, man, that's just such a weird thing, like psychologically to me. Well, it's like the wanna... same thing, right? Somebody once said. I don't remember who it was because I'm not really good at history where it's like, you know, the person that wants to be president should not be president because they want to be president. Yeah. But then it's like, if somebody wants to be on Real Housewives, you should probably let them because the fact that they want to be on Real Housewives means they're crazy enough to be on Real Housewives. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, conversely. Yeah. The whole GOP field. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I'm sleepy. <laughs> it's only 7.30. Yeah, we talked to... How much did we talk? For, like, at least an hour. That's amazing. This is sustainable, I think. Probably. Does it actually tell you how much, how, how long we've been talking? No, because it's doing it in bars of music. A fucking, fucking garage band. If I, if I exported it into, like, yeah. a WAV file, it would, tell, it would say how long it okay. was. Okay. But... Do we want to stop it all? Or want to take a break? Or uh, just chill know. for, like, an hour until we have to go? Yeah, we can talk for a little bit more, I guess. Because um, I have to get changed eventually. But, yeah. okay, what else should we talk about? What's something funny? Uh, we talked about My Martian whole last life. Night. Oh, yeah, we did see The yeah. Martian. Not particularly funny. I mean, it is. It was such a was, funny it's movie. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah. it's also angsty. The thing is, like, when you, when you have, like, this man isolated from the rest of civilization, it's usually like, oh, how depressed this guy is. But he's like. He has he's he's in such high time. spirits and like with good humor, even though like he he probably thinks he's probably going to die. I mean, and he said multiple times that he thought he was going to die. Yeah, but he's not. He's not even like you know, said like this existential thing or like what was the point of my life or why did this happen to me? Yada yada yada. He kind of just went all Deadpool on Mars a little bit. A little, yeah, sure. If you want to say that, but um, um, I was, and this is not criticism, but I was so fascinated by how they never showed like his family or like told you what his life was before that it's just it you just focus on him as a human being as a person on 
Mars. I didn't actually think about it until yeah. the second time I watched it yesterday. Yeah. I actually thought about it at the end when they showed all the people like watching the stream. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, they're not going to show his like family, and I thought that was kind of interesting. But um, yeah, they even talk, they even mentioned the Watney family, like sympathy for the Watney family. Like, I think was, also yeah. you're kind of making the point with that type of thing that like all of Earth became his family, kind of. Sure. Because they're okay. all just like kind of rooting for him, and like, and also like the people on the ship were kind of more his family too yeah. because they like kind of took more direct responsibility for him yeah but um that's also a thing but yeah i love that one scene change where they were just like i can't imagine what like yeah horrible what psychologically he's going through, through and he's just like <laughs> driving the rover I, I like i was totally expecting that because it was it was such a clear setup but it was, it was still pretty funny don't you think he might mean are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it might be the second one. Yeah. I loved that girl who played like the the uh the satellite yeah. girl. I like she's like you can she I like her character mostly because it's very accurate the way that she's portrayed as someone who's like probably hired pretty recently, like within yeah. the past five years, like maybe was an intern and they were like, Okay, like you're in charge of the house now. She's like, Alright. <laughs> like that's like so like from experiences of my own internship i was like that's that's real uh, like the way that she acts is is yeah, very yeah. accurate like and that's kind of how in companies like that they expect someone below the age of 30 to act right okay like like they don't like if you notice that they don't like give her weird looks for it and they don't like admonish her for being unprofessional because that's kind of like expected like the atmosphere is like a lot more casual and it's yeah. like fine like i don't know okay I really like the um, the rocket guy, like the, the Asian guy. I forget what agency he works uh, for, which company he works for. Wait, um, the, the GPL guy? Uh, sure, yeah. The um, guy who like was on the video chat all the times? Yeah. Yeah, he's from GPL. It stands for the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Yes. They're um, a part of Caltech, actually, but also a part oh, of NASA. okay, yeah. They I, actually recruit here every fall uh, in the TOC. I went yeah. to some of their info sessions. They do some cool stuff there. Cool. Yeah. No, um, I, <laughs> he seemed like a pretty easygoing, like... Um, uh, like just just a good person who's like somewhat silly in a way. Like I still love the part when he's describing like how they have to take all the stuff off. To, like, yeah, and he's like, <laughs> we gotta take it. We gotta take everything off. <laughs> just take off the. Model. My favorite thing about him is that he always had one of the guys in the background with yeah. like a cue card of oh, things he was supposed yeah, to say. Yeah, really and then funny. at one point at the beginning, he just writes no and just like holds <laughs> it up, say no. Um, yeah. that's also very real because like. Unless it's something like a, an emergency like that. Like, that guy probably has, like, never really had a huge cause to talk to the director of NASA before. Right. Like, he's a tech guy. Like, yeah, we're exactly. trained as tech people to have the mentality of, like, you are basically never going to speak to someone higher up mm-hmm. than, like, your manager's manager. Like, don't oh, worry okay. about it. Yeah. Like, you can dress however casually you want. Like, don't worry about it too much. Like, so he's kind of suddenly put in this position of power that he was not really prepared or trained for. Yeah. Which is why he's so nervous. Like, I think, like, it, I related to it a lot more. Like, I think, like, a lot more people who don't really understand the industry were kind of just like, yeah. why is he oh, such wow. a bumbling that's, dude? Yeah. And, like, that's why. That's if anyone so wants to know. Like, they, it's not, it's not only, like, scientifically accurate, I presume, because they did a lot of research, but just, like, the, um... The atmosphere. The, yeah, the cultural yeah. aspect of it. It's, it's very authentic. Like, also, really when <laughs> Vincent Kapoor went to JPL, and they were like, oh, here all, here's all the guys that were here in 1996, and they're still there. That's very, very <laughs> real. Um, wow. When I was on my internship, 
almost every single dude that I talked to has been working there since 1993. Oh um, yeah, they, they know their stuff over Rokas. They, yeah. They've been there for a while. They're, like, still there. Like, they're, like, yeah, like, here they are. They, yeah. They're, like, they've got beards. They're just, like, kind of old dudes. Um, yeah. Like, you notice, like, all the dudes on that team were, like, white and men. Yeah. Um, that's also very real. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of appreciated that aspect of it, just where it's just kind of like, oh, my people, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting. Oh, I never, like, thought about the movie in that way, but then that's, that just makes it super, like, much better thinking about that now. Just how, how, um, how true that was, I guess. Yeah, like, I feel like something similar, like, happens at, like, every tech company, just because, like, I've been to one and I'm going to go to another one, but it's, yeah. like it's the atmosphere like even at a company like intel which is like you know huge power base you yeah. like you kind of think about it. at least at least when i was younger when they had a lot more commercials you were just like oh these guys are like super yeah. smart they hang out in like a factory and like they do science and it's like you go there and everyone's wearing like cargo shorts and flip-flops <laughs> and like hanging out at their sit-stand desk and yeah. like eating cake for people's birthdays like it's like it's a really casual office environment mm-hmm. Um, who just, like, they sometimes make computers. Yeah. <laughs> and they do some science sometimes. That's cool. Um, what else was I going to say about that? Um, I already forget. But, yeah, oh, man, I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> and in case you forgot, I'm a botanist. Yeah. <laughs> Mars will come to fear my botany powers. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, like, always hard to imagine... Uh, Matt Damon like disappearing in total role because he's Matt Damon. We all know who Matt Damon is, but um, I I still totally bought him. Like, there's a reason like he's just such a you know highly praised actor, and I totally think he yeah he deserves that praise. And the scene where he like blew himself up, I knew it was coming, and it was yeah. still hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I blew myself up. <laughs> I completely didn't take into account the amount of oxygen I was exhaling because I'm an idiot. Like. <laughs> That's exactly what, like, I say whenever I, like, do, a, like, a, something yeah. wrong in my function or, like, I do a math problem wrong. I'm just, like, because I'm an idiot. It's, like, it's very real sense. Yeah, he was, like, silly, but, like, in a relatable way, not in an annoying kind of way. Yeah, but, it's, like, very real scientist. Yeah, because, like, that's, that's what a power person would actually talk, most likely. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I really appreciate the fact that all of these, like, scientist-focused and space-focused movies are coming out just because... It's like my people. It, it, it'll definitely re- renew interest in that, in the uh, public sphere, I, I, I would hope at least. Yeah. Um, with like Interstellar coming out and when the, with the Martian like getting and gravity. all this praise. Yeah, gravity as well, even though gravity was less of a scientific, um, you know, sort yeah. of thing. No, but it was still space related. Oh, yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. It was also Sandra Bullock related. Yeah, and, like, I, I totally... Bought, and, like, you know, I love the guy who made Gravity, and I thought it was a really well-made movie, but, like, I just didn't really buy Sandra Bullock as much as I did with Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, not even, like, Matthew McConaughey, you know, um, as, <laughs> as an astronaut. Matthew McConaughey's rich, dulcet tones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good times. Yeah, no, very good movie. Um, I know, but then I still get all those people all the time that are like, what even do you do? Like, what's your hmm. job? And I was like... I'm a magician. Just show them the Martian. I'm Matt Damon. <laughs> I'm Matt Damon. I'm not a botanist. Yeah, but... I'm a party magician. Party magician. <laughs> Vegas, here I come. <laughs> the White Tigers are calling my name. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that actually happened. 
like, when I was a sophomore, my dad was just like, what kind of job are you even going to have? Like, and he had this tone, like I was going to work at, like, a Starbucks for the rest of my life because I don't have any marketable skills. And I was like, Pops, Papa, what the hell? What the hell? My old man. Papa's Fritas, what are you doing? Oh, I hope you actually call your dad dad. I don't. I should, oh, though. Oh, man. I just call him dad, but... Papa's Fritas. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think All we right. can stop recording here. TBH. Okay. Um, That's enough of our rambling. Of our... What was the show called? It, we, we figured it out. Like, hot Fresh Memes. Hot Fresh Memes? Is that right? The show. The show. Or something like that. No, the Hot Fresh Memes channel. The That's what it was. The Hot Fresh Memes channel featuring Mr. T. Yes. <laughs> that is... This has been that thing. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>